Can we all turn to Matthew 14, 29 and 30? And I am getting old, so I do have to put my readers on. So he said, Come, and when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was blisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. May God add his blessing to his word. How are you? Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. I am good to see you. You guys all sound beautiful when you're singing, I tell you. It is good to see the church almost full. Praise God. Praise God. And I'm going to do something different today. I would ask all of us to stand up for God's reading of the word today. So if you please join with me in standing. And we're going to read back scripture reading. Verse 29 and 30 of Matthew chapter 14. If you're there, stay there. If you're not, take your phone out. Uh, Join with me in the reading. And I'm reading from New King James. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out out of his boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Let us pray. Father in heaven, may your words speak to us today. May you have the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Have you ever found yourself making a decision... But then after you've made that decision, your mind travels hundreds of miles to find many reasons not to do what you just decided upon. Have you ever experienced that? A couple of times I've found myself making a decision to eat healthier and work out and do all these things and as soon as I make the decision, I start thinking, oh, but my wife's going to cook this. and I'll start the next day. Or, or the holidays are coming, yet I can see the holidays being six months from now. You see, it's easy to find a reason not to do something when your mind has set up to do it. Have you ever experienced that? And, 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 or, or have you been in a situation where God has impressed and then you feel your mind struggling? You know that the Spirit is impressing you, but, but you're like, I don't know. And you start making excuses. You start finding reasons not to do that. Maybe you don't know how. And you find all this X, Y reasons to not believe. Have you been there? Because I have. See, the Bible calls this the flesh. It calls the struggle of the flesh and the spirit. And Paul talked about this in Romans, where he says, I do the things I do not want to do, and uh, for those things I do want to do, I end up doing. And those things I want to do, I do not do. Have you ever experienced this in your life? See, our mind works in opposition to the will of God at times. And this is the battle we face. We're going to be talking about faith this morning, and many times our heart reaches a verdict. And after reaching that verdict, that conclusion, what happens to our mind? Our mind 
goes on this search for evidence to basically let us know that the verdict we have reached is true. And sometimes that verdict is not always true. I remember, and this has happened to me, and you can laugh, but probably has happened to you all. I wake up in the morning and it's a cloudy day. And I look and I say, oh, it's going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. And, and you know, it's interesting because as I go throughout the day, my mind finds reasons. The enemy puts reasons to, to basically prove my verdict. Have you been there? I had a friend who was famous for saying the word, I'm tired. He was, tw- he was, at the time, he was 20 years old. And he said, I'm tired. All the time. And we knew, oh, don't say, I know what you're going to say. He would study for a few hours, oh, I'm tired. He would take a few steps, oh, I'm tired. He found reasons to be tired always. He had reached a verdict in his mind. And somehow his mind would search out evidences for that exact verdict. He always found a reason. Today, we can reach a verdict of our own mind and our own will. And we will collect that, those evidence. And this morning, God is trying to tell us, to tell you today, that we need to stop reaching final conclusions and stop relying on our feelings for the final verdict in our lives. He has the final say. He has the final word in your life and my life. And what he has in store for you is always what will be best for you. We have to rely on him. We need faith. And faith is not dependent dependent on us. Faith is not whether I feel good today or uh, I'm going to make a commitment, whether I feel like it. You see, faith is depending on the word of God. So we get to the text now this morning. Matthew chapter 14. A little bit of context. Jesus has been healing. Jesus has been working real hard in his ministry. The the disciples had this problem of reaching a verdict and living by their feelings. Based on what they had reached in their mind about who Jesus was and what what Jesus will do in their life. God will show them that they should not live their faith based on how they felt. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the disciples have been with Jesus. Jesus has been healing. He's fulfilling those people's needs that come around him. He just fed 5,000 people and now wants to get some rest. So the, we, we pick up the story here. Chapter 14, verse 22. And I'm reading New King James. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Well, he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to do what? 
to pray. So the story begins by telling us that Jesus makes the disciples get into what? Into a boat. He gives them a direction that they were to go to the other side because he was going to meet with them where? At the other side. Jesus gave the disciples the word. Jesus did not look at the weather or the sky and say, well, uh, you know, even though I know what's going to happen, I'm not going to send them. No, he says, go and I will meet you on the other side. The story continues. You see, uh, and, and let me let me just say this. God has given you his word. And one of those promises in his word is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he has, always, he has also said that he will always be with you no matter what comes your way. But the story continues. Verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was what? Contrary. They were going against the wind. He sends them, and it, you know, it's interesting because he sends them into a storm. Jesus is praying while they're scared to life. You see, there were fishermen. They knew how to handle the waves of the sea. They had been in other storms in the past. But Jesus is watching ahead of them. He is there. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And the fourth night, the Romans had divided the night into four time periods from, uh, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., from 9 p.m. to 12 p.m., to 12 p.m. to 3 a.m., uh, 12, 12 a.m., sorry, from, uh, from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m., and from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Six, from 3 to 6 a.m. was the fourth watch. And the Bible says that now in the fourth watch, so it's around 3 to 6 in the morning when it's the darkest outside. Jesus approaches them. Is there someone here who has or is going through a storm in their life? Right now. God wants to tell you that just because the storm is raging does not mean God has left the scene. Jesus, just because God has not stopped the storm, does not mean he does not see it. Just because the enemy is against you, and it seems like he is winning, does not mean that God will not come through for you. And just because you doubt, and because you do not know what will happen, does not mean that God is not working on your behalf. You see, the fact of the matter is that faith is trusting in God. But, but, but more specifically, trusting in God's timing. Are you able to trust God in his timing and his promises? Because it's easy when things are going good and when tough times get, and you, you often, and I, I find myself praying, Lord, do it now. Do it now. But are you able to trust God's timing in your life? Now that is faith. 
Do you really trust in him that he will come through for you? Do you really believe that he has died for you and he will take you to that finish line? Do you trust him with all your life? Do you trust in the word of God? But the story continues. And when the disciples, verse 26, saw him walking on the sea, they were what? They were troubled, saying, it is what? It's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. This is the Jewish mythology that they had in mind, that, that a, evil angels will stir up the water sea to cause danger upon them. So when they see this Jesus, they think that this is an enemy from the Lord, but yet it was Jesus Christ himself to rescue them. In the middle of a storm, the scariest time in my life, by far, was when I was living in Puerto Rico. I was studying at the time, and we look at the news. There's a hurricane coming, Category 5. They're telling us to prepare ourselves. We're going to Walmart. I mean, the chaos. I had a calling from the Lord. I had his word in my life. But I was scared. On a Wednesday, September 20th, as we're gathered and they put all the boys in one dorm, it's big enough to fit all of us in there. Concrete walls and everything. About probably 11 o'clock in the night, we were talking that we still had lights. And we found out that 150 miles per hour, the hurricane hit the island. And I had the word of God. You see... But, but we got on our knees, and, and while we were in praying, and while I was in prayer, I asked myself, Lord, is this it? Is this it? You've called me to ministry. Is this it? I was, I was watching the winds. I was watching the effect of those strong winds, yet God had given me his word. He had shown me that he, was, he had been in control of my life in the past, and he will be in control in the future, but yet I doubted the word. Have you ever found yourself to be doubting in God's word for your life? Where are your eyes fixed when the storm is happening in your life? My storm was a real one, and maybe your storm may not be of a natural disaster, the one which I experienced, but maybe your storm is anxiety. Maybe your storm is depression. Maybe your storm is economical or a health-related issue. Whatever your storm is with family, let me tell you, God sees it. And God has not left the scene of your storm. God sees it, and he has taken notice of it. And while he may not stop the storm for now, he has promised to be with you always, every step of the way. He has promised to guide you and instruct you in the way you should go. He has promised to give you strength when you are weak. But let him do something, but, but let him not do something. Give me a second. Let him not do something at the moment we want him to do it. Let him leave us in the fiery furnace for four seconds too long, and we doubt and lose our faith. We start, to do our, we, we start to do it ourselves. Instead, we rely on our strength. We rely on our 
capabilities, but we, and we start to make God small and we become big. And God today is asking us to rely on his word. Not on our abilities. Yes, God has given us each wonderful abilities, each one talents. But our faith is not determined whether we can or not. It's determined whether we believe and act upon God's word. He is asking today, do you trust him? Because trusting in his timing is where Christian maturity is developed. And one may think Jesus is always doing something. So he's always working at a bad time. You see, if you read the, the context earlier, he's about to, he, he's ministering. He's, he, has a, he has had a long day ahead of him. He got so busy healing and fulfilling the, the people's need that it gets late. And he then realizes, oh, the people that are following me, these 5,000 people are hungry. And the disciples say, Rabbi, teacher, it's late. They thought it was bad timing for Jesus to do something. You see, when Mary called upon Jesus to come and revive his brother, Jesus came four days later. To Mary, that was bad timing. And the disciples know that it is late to them. We may feel that God is working at a bad time in our lives at times. He is too late, we may wonder. But let me tell you today that regardless of the verdict you have reached in your mind, God, for, to God there is no bad timing. To God there is only the right time. And when he will do it, he will give you what is best for you. That's why the Bible tells us that all things work together for those who love him. So whether you may feel it's bad timing, God is working and will come through for you. He likes to raise people from the dead on the fourth day. He likes to split the, the Red Seas at the very last minute. He, he loves to see three Hebrew boys turn, uh, 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 thrown into a fiery furnace just to show the people who he is. He is the God Almighty. And so the story continues. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost, and they cried out for fear. The disciples are watching the wind of the storm. It is range, raging, and it is really bad. They are scared, and you may go in through a storm right now, and it may be raging in your life, but what are you watching? Allow me to tell you that sometimes he is the closest when the storm is raging as much as it can. And so God sees it in verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good what? Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. What an assurance to the disciples. When they were scared, when they thought there was no way out, Jesus is there at the right time. You may be going through a storm at the moment. You may have experienced one in the past. And, and oftentimes when we are afraid, we stop looking to what's in front of us, which is Jesus. 
So he has to redirect our focus and say, hey, listen, it is I who's here. Not your fears, not your anxiety, not your depression, not your loneliness. It is I, your Savior, your Redeemer. Other versions, he's, uh, other versions says, take courage. And this morning, he is telling you, take courage. Because I will work for you at the right time. In my time. So whether you may feel it is a bad timing, God is working and will come through. For you, He will bless you and give you what is best for you. All you need to do is believe in his word and walk by faith. Verse 26 again. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were what? They were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. They cried out. They're watching the sea. But immediately Jesus, verse 27, took them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. It's that same phrase that they had learned in the past, that the same I am that spoke to Moses. They knew exactly what he was referring to when he says, it is I, the maker of heaven and earth. It is I, the one who just you, who you just saw healing 5,000 people and feeding 5,000 people. That is the same God that is talking to you. You right now it is I verse 28 and Peter answered him saying Lord as always Peter is always the one coming out the first Lord if, it, if it's you command me to come to you and what to, to be on the water so he so he said come and when Peter had come down of the boat he walked on the water to go to Jesus but when he saw the wind was Bosterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Save me, Lord. How many of us have been Peter? Who, when a test comes, we say, Lord, give me a proof and evidence that it really indeed is you. And God, with his mercy and love, says, I will give you an assurance. I will give you what you ask. But you also have to exercise faith. I will tell you to come and walk against the storm. I will tell you to come and walk against the winds. But you have to come on my word. I used to think Peter was walking on water because he looked at Jesus. Only because of that. But as I studied more... Peter was not just walking because he had his focus on Jesus, but because he believed on the word that Jesus spoke. Jesus didn't have to say, hey, listen, explain to him. Look, I know the physical laws is not impossible. No, no. He said, come, come. Peter believed in that word. And there's Peter walking. And I can imagine Peter, I mean, if I was walking on water, I, I, I would be like, whoa, Peter is walking on water. And he's saying, what? And he probably has a big smile. And then just to rub it into his disciples, you see what I'm doing here? But the Bible says that out of nowhere, he what? He sings. Why? All of a sudden, you may be like Peter, because I have been. Have you, ever, have you ever had to walk 
out of sheer faith and you're saying, Lord, you're impressing me, but I don't know how it will happen or how will it do. I can't understand, but I'm walking by faith. Have you gone against your own feelings and say, Lord, I do not feel like this, but you have promised and I will do because you have said so. You've said, Lord, I don't know how it will come to pass or when, but I trust in your timing and in your doing and in your explanation to the matter. That is walking by faith. Have you ever hold on, held on to a promise for one who is sick? Have you ever felt, uh, uh, held to a promise for a child who has left the church or a family or a relative that, that you keep Asking the Lord, and you, don't, you, you may think, Lord, where are you going to come through for me? When? And you finally get to the conclusion, Lord, it is when you see it best. A promise for wisdom or understanding. Have you ever felt that you had to hold on to dear life for a promise in God's word? I was there that night when the Winds sounded like a big siren coming through. I was claiming God's word. But yet I was still afraid. Verse 29. So he came. Who he said come. And when Peter had come down to the boat. He walked. You see Peter is walking on the word. He is also walking against a stormy wind. And so are some of us. Jesus did not stop the wind. He gave the word to come. Peter did not question he acted upon God's word. Let's not be Christians who when the first trace of wind faces and comes your way, when the first trace of disappointment comes your way, you lack faith. You start doubting. And while we, be, while we take baby steps and we learn to walk on that water because God has told us to come, the enemy is always working. The enemy is always there trying to discourage us, to make us feel like we do not and we cannot. We may make that same critical mistake that Peter made on that night and start to sink. Peter Peter saw the effect of the wind on that storm. So let me ask you a question. Which effect is stronger in your life? The stormy sea, the wind raging against you, or God's word? And you know how you answer that question? By another question that I will ask you. What are you watching? Where are you focused? Are you focused on that wind? Are you focused on the word? But for those who are focused on the stormy, sea, uh, stormy winds, God is able to save. God is able to come through for you. God is able to redeem you, to claim you as his own. God is able. And verse 30, for 31, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? The wind did not have the strength to knock Peter down off his feet. The only reason he started to sink was because he stopped believing in the word of God. 
He started to see the effects of the wind in his life, and those effects were greater than the God who was speaking to him. You see, faith is a focus, and it's the ability to put our eyes and believe God's word no matter the circumstances we are facing because we believe in his word. We need to learn to reach the verdict in our mind that if God is for us, then who can be against us? We need to remember that even though the winds have not stopped in our lives, God is still walking towards us and calling us to walk towards him. We need to remember that he is the almighty God. We need to remember that he has promised to be the refuge in your life. He has promised to be the help, the savior and redeemer of your salvation. You you remember and you believe. Believe in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because when your foundation is on the word, there is no wind that can rage against you. There is nothing that can shake you off your feet. Praise God. And when they got onto the boat, the wind ceased. Those who were in the boat became, boat came and worshipped, worshipped him, saying, "Truly, you are the Son of God." It's interesting because when they climbed the boat, is when the wind died down. See, the wind did not die down so that miracle could happen. In fact, the wind was against them to prove to them that the word was greater than the wind. The wind may be against you at this moment. The stormy seas may be raging against you. But the word is greater in your life. It's time to let God take you to the boat. But the word is greater than the word. I'm sorry, than the storm. It's time to let God take you to the boat. What is your storm in your life right now? Have you been looking at the storm rather than God? How is your faith at the moment? Have you let your feelings dictate how you live your Christian life? Are you so easily knocked out your feet because someone, someone says something against you? Or are you loving those people despite of what they have done to you? Have you doubted? Where is your focus? At the moment. I want to make an appeal to all of us. Even myself. Because I had to search my heart as well. I had to see Lord. Am I still that same. Young boy that was facing that hurricane. Today. Will I be ready to. Take on this storm that is coming ahead. Are you able to take it on. With his word. This appeal is for those who want to tell God to help them trust Him more. Lord, I, 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 don't, I, I have trouble looking at your timing. I want things now, but I need to learn how to believe in your timing. Are you one of those? But are you today also the one who says, Lord, I, I, I really can't. I've tried, but I failed. And I've tried, and I failed. Teach me, Lord. Teach me how to walk on water. 
because God is able. Where are you right now in your Christian walk? How is your faith? How are you living your faith? Is it faith that professes Christianity when the tough time comes? You look at the wind and the storm? Or is it when you come through difficulties, you're looking at the word who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is calling. And if, if you want to say, Lord, I, I, I want to learn and, and I want to keep focusing on your word, today is the day to recommit yourself to the Lord. To say, Lord, I need strength in my Christian walk. I need faith. If you're that person, please stand with me and say, Lord, I need faith. I need faith. Take him at his word and allow him to reveal himself to you. Will you let him today? The song said, faith is the victory. So together we're going to pray. We're going to sing song 523. But before that, we're going to ask God to help us. To help us. Father in heaven, your word has power. But Lord, your word only has power if we believe. So help us in our unbelief. Father, when the stormy seas are raging, when the wind hits us unexpectedly, we pray in the name of Jesus that, Father, we may go to you based on your word and your word only. May we stop relying on what our mind has come to a conclusion. And may we rely on your strength, on your love, to take us through to the very end. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.